be together already in this first Sunday in February. Nos da tanto gusto estar juntos en este primer domingo de febrero. And uh, today's scripture reading is going to be from the Gospel of John, chapter 15, verses 1 to 8. La escritura de hoy viene del Evangelio de Juan, capítulo 15, versículos 4 al 5. So, the Gospel of John, chapter 15, verses 1 to 8. You can follow along in your Bibles. We have Bibles right in the back. If you don't have one, that's our gift to you. Or you can follow along in the projector screen. And for those with us online today, you can follow along there on the slides as well. Uh, John, chapter 15, verses 1 to 8. Um, Juan, capítulo 15, 4 al 5. And I'll read the whole portion in English for us today. Um, but I'll read a small portion in Spanish as well. You can follow along in the language of your heart and, and uh, we'll be in the Gospel of John today. Um, I'll read first in Spanish. Vamos a leer el Evangelio de Juan, capítulo 15, versículos 4 al 5 en español y después en inglés. Permanezcan en mí y yo permaneceré en ustedes. Así como ninguna rama puede dar fruto por sí misma, sino que tiene que permanecer en la vid o la viña, así tampoco ustedes pueden dar fruto si no permanecen en mí. Versículo 5. Yo soy la vid o la viña y ustedes son las ramas. El que permanece en mí, como yo en él, dará mucho fruto. Separados de mí, no pueden ustedes hacer Nada. John chapter 15 beginning at verse 1 to verse 8. I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it may be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. Verse 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Because apart from me, you can do nothing. What's that, church? Apart from me, you can do nothing. Verse 6, if you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. Amen. This is the word of God. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. Vamos a orar juntos. God, we thank you for your precious word, for your precious promises. Even as we declared in that beautiful song, Lord, all of your promises are yes and amen in Jesus, Lord. And God, we just pray that we would be able to 
live that out deeper. Lord, in this journey that we're in, would you meet us where we're at and take us where we need to be? En este camino contigo, Dios Santo, encuéntranos tal como estamos y llévanos donde necesitamos ir. So today, Lord, be our light, be our guide in whatever season that we find ourselves in. Maybe some of us find ourselves longing and thirsty for you. Take us, Lord, take us to you, the living water, the living hope. Llévanos a ti, Dios Santo. Lord, we also pray and we intercede on behalf of this world, this country, this state that needs you so badly, Lord God. Lord, we do thank you, God, that you are at work even in mysterious ways, Lord. We do thank you that even an inch of justice in the midst of tragedy and grief is occurring even here in the valley, Lord God, with uh, those, uh, those uh, <clears throat> being arrested, Lord, for that horrible massacre in Goshen, Lord. For, for we pray, God, for the community of Selma that's also just been experiencing grief, Lord, in the loss of an officer in the line of duty, God. Lord, Christ, have mercy. God, we also pray, God, for this entire nation, Lord, for the family of Tyree Nichols, Lord, and even the funeral that took place this week, Lord. God, for us, it's too much. But for you, you can handle it. So, Lord, use us as your people to bring shalom, to bring peace, to bring the fruits of the Spirit in all seasons, Lord, to bring joy, love, kindness, self-control, good news, love and care for our neighbors, love and care for our enemies, those who don't look, think, or act like us, Lord. Ayúdanos, Señor, traer tu luz donde, en, en cualquier momento, en cualquier escenario que estemos, los frutos de tu Espíritu. Lord, help us to live into our call, as the Bible calls us, to be ministers of reconciliation. Not of further division, not of further noise, but Jesus' people that restore and renew and reconnect. We love you, Lord. Speak to us through your word today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 So today we're going to begin a new sermon series on hearing from God. Hoy vamos a empezar una nueva enseñanza en escuchando la voz de Dios. Hearing from God. Have you ever struggled or wondered how exactly do we do that? How do we pray? Have you ever uh, wondered how you can actually grow closer in your relationship with Jesus? Maybe you've asked yourself, how do we even talk to God and how do we hear from God? ¿Cómo podemos escuchar la voz de Dios? How do we talk to God and hear from God? These are all questions that we're going to be exploring this month in February. So um, in person and online and even in part of our Bible studies, we're going to be growing in this, uh, in, in this skill on how to hear from God in, in February. And we're going to begin this conversation with having honest conversations and honest talk about prayer. Vamos a ser honestos sobre la, la oración. Now, I, if you're anything like me, you've had seasons of your life where you've been passionate about prayer, others where you've been a bit dry and you don't know what exactly to do. Maybe some of you have, have thought, well, I know I should pray, but sometimes I just don't know how to pray. I know I should pray, but the truth is, if I'm really honest, sometimes I just don't want to pray. A veces no sé cómo orar o, o, o no tengo ganas de orar. These are all words that over the years I've heard, I've experienced myself, 
but I've heard over the years as a pastor from both Christians that are new to the church and also to seasoned believers that have been a part of the church for, 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 for decades. They find themselves in the same place. So, or maybe even you, you're just exploring faith. You're exploring Christianity. And maybe you've wondered, uh, what is this whole mysterious prayer thing about? How is it that people that believe in God actually feel they can communicate with God, hear from God, and talk to God? ¿Cómo es que podemos hablar y escuchar la voz de Dios? Now, let's be honest. Those questions, has anyone ever asked themselves those questions? Has anyone ever felt that way? Yeah, you can go ahead and raise your hand and look around. Because the truth is, we've all been there. I know I have. And I'm a pastor. I'm supposed to, you know, be, be uh, ahead of the curve in these things. But we've all been there. These are our honest feelings about prayer. And before even moving on, I just want to let you know this as your pastor, as someone that's on this journey with you, it's okay. It's okay if you've ever struggled with prayer. If you ever haven't known exactly how to hear from God, está bien, vamos a darnos gracia. It's okay. And here's a couple of pieces of advice I want to give us when it comes to prayer. And we're going to be learning some very practical ways to reinvigorate and re-energize our prayer lives. But here's my first step. Don't overthink prayer. Prayer does not have to be complicated. La oración no necesita ser complicada. And I want you to, to, to read this and, and write it down as well. Prayer is an intimate conversation between you and God, and there is no single right way to do it. God created different people with different personalities and different gifts. So that means that there are different ways to pray. Hay diferentes maneras de orar. So that's my first. Know that God created you. That's my first piece of advice. Don't overthink it. Uh, God created you the way he created you, and there are different ways to pray. Then second, prayer is not a gift that we give to God with just nice spiritual language or even spiritual gifts. We've probably been in circles where some people, and, and this comes from a more religious and legalistic kind of standpoint, where some say only some can pray and others can't. That's not from Jesus. The, the veil was torn. Everyone can approach the throne of grace with confidence, the book of Hebrews tells us. So prayer is not just a gift that we give to God or a nice spiritual, or, or a nice spiritual language that we show in front of others, but prayer, and I want you to hear this and write this down as well, prayer is God's gift to us. La oración es un regalo de Dios a nosotros. Prayer is God's gift to us in which God, the living God, the creator of heaven and earth, invites us into his presence. La oración es un regalo de Dios que nos invita a su presencia. Prayer is not just something that we do or we show off in front of others, but prayer is something that God initiates with us. And we find this picture, actually, of God initiating 
love and connection with us, even in the very beginning of the biblical story. In Genesis chapter 3, verse 8 to 9, we see the initiation of God trying to connect with humanity. In Genesis 3, 8 to 9, and we have the slide for this, let's go ahead and put it up. In Genesis 3, 8 to 9, we read this, Then the man, Adam, and his wife Eve, they heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the cool of the day. And they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord called out to the man and said, where are you? Just as it was for Adam and Eve, friends, brothers, sisters, even in our journey with God, in our hiding, in our disobedience, God still reaches out to us. And he asks us questions and he listens to us. God's asking you that same question today. Where are you? Where are you? That's God seeking us. And I want you to hear this. God has initiated connection with us. Prayer is our response to God already seeking us. La oración es como respondemos a Dios buscándonos. Prayer is our response to God already seeking us. So God has initiated it. Not our gift, but it's God's gift to us. So this year we want to introduce new practices and methods to bring life to our, our, our prayer lives, to our practice of prayer. So whether you're taking your first steps in prayer or your next steps on this journey with God, or maybe you're needing to to let go of something in order for God to show you something new, today, just as you are, whether, again, we're taking first steps or next steps in your prayer journey, no matter what obstacle you feel is in front of you, I want you to hear this. Today, God is reaching out to you and inviting you to pray. Dios te busca y te está invitando a orar, a la oración, a entrar a su presencia. God is reaching out to you and inviting you to pray. He's inviting us to pray as a community. According to the author Peter Scazzaro, he's the author of this whole series of books called Emotionally Healthy Series, Spirituality and Devotions. And he says this, and I I want you to pay attention to this and write it down as well. We should have a slide for it. Scazzaro says this, most Christians today are struggling spiritually, especially when it comes to spending time with God and maturing in their Christian lives, maturing in their prayer lives. I want you to just sink, sink that in. It's okay. We don't need to just wear the mask or pretend or the, you know, all that stuff. We need to be real with God and with each other. The struggle is real. La batalla es verdad. The struggle is real. And friends, brothers, sisters, I want you to hear this today. You are not alone. The struggle is real and you are not alone. La batalla es de verdad y no estamos solos. Dios está con nosotros. God is with us and we are in this together. He's going to teach us. He's going to lead us. We're going to learn from each other. 
Pete Scazzaro, he continued in his study on, on, on people's spiritual lives. And according to him, this, is, this was the conclusion of his, um, uh, of his study on the spiritual condition of believers today, whether new believers or old believers. And we have a slide for this. Scazzaro, he says this, the spiritual condition of believers today. Some of this may sound familiar to you or not. One, feeling stuck in our spiritual journey with Christ, living off of other people's spirituality, scattered, distracted, uncentered, tired, physically, spiritually, and emotionally, existing with a superficial kind of spirituality, praying and being with God very little, busy and not very intentional in pursuing Jesus, struggling to pause with life constantly on the go. Does any of that sound familiar? The struggle is real and we're all in this together. What's the conclusion of Scazzaro's study? It's this. Many of us have a relationship with Jesus that is immature and needs growth. We need to grow up. Not just grow old, but to grow up in Christ. That's an invitation from the living God to all of us. We talk to God. Many of us even talk at God, right? Or maybe we even sing to God. But we don't actually listen to God. Muchos de nosotros realmente no escuchamos la voz de Dios. We're not hearing from God. And friends, brothers, sisters, that is a problem. Why? It's a spiritual crisis. Especially since God wants us, you and me, to be his hands and feet that bring his love to this world that so desperately needs him. How can we follow Jesus if we are not hearing from Jesus? But here's also part of the problem. Many of us are not hearing from Jesus, but we are hearing from others. We are hearing other voices constantly influence us. So-called influencers, right? Isn't that a big profession these days? Influencers or our favorite politicians or leaders or bloggers or musicians or celebrities, voices already confirming many of the times our own views, our own biases about things. But what about hearing from God? The most important voice amongst all of those voices, what if, we were just as intentional about hearing from God than hearing from all of that noise, than hearing from all of those voices constantly blasted at us. Friends, brothers, sisters, there is a problem. There's a problem with us not taking the time to hear from God and being shaped by, by, by the voice of God and instead Letting ourselves, letting our children, letting the generation be shaped from other voices that are not from God. 
That's a problem. But the good news is that there also is a solution. Our faith is a gospel-centered faith, which means that there is always good news. Jesus is the solution and brings us to a new solution. So this month, we're actually going to take a step toward that solution. Este mes vamos a tomar un, un paso sobre esa so, a, a esa solución. But I want you to hear this. Taking a step toward the solution, which is God's presence, and hearing God's voice, taking a step toward that solution will require taking a step away from the problem. Taking a step away from the noise and from the distractions. Jesus calls himself the way, the truth, and the life. And the good news is that there is a way to live a relaxed, unhurried, content, and joyful life amidst all of the pressure and the overwhelming circumstances that we find ourselves in. And yes, those things are real. But God can help us live in his presence in the midst of all of that. His presence is more real than those circumstances. There is a way to grow and mature into spiritual adulthood, rooted in rest and rooted in confidence in the love of God. And there is a way to come back to God. And there is a way to hear from God. That's the good news. And we're going to learn how to do that together this month. Este mes vamos a aprender cómo escuchar la voz de Dios. How? Well, it all begins with being intentional about refocusing our, our attention. I don't know if you've ever heard the, uh, the phrase, but uh, a failure to plan is a plan to fail, right? I mean, that's answering John's, <laughs> John's question earlier. Or uh, uh, an unintentional, uh, unintentional attention to the, to the important will always bring attention to the unimportant. So we need to refocus our attention from the noise around us and instead begin to practice being still, being silent in God's presence. Being still, being silent, that's countercultural, right? Because in our context, in our culture today, everyone's a critic, everyone has an opinion, everyone's an expert, right? But being still, being silent, being teachable. That's revolutionary. That's fresh. That's good news. The first step to hearing from God is to be still. El primer paso a escuchar la voz de Dios es pausar ante la presencia de Dios. You, you've all probably heard this verse before, Psalm 46, verse 10. What does the Lord say to us? Let's hear from God. Here in Psalm 46, verse 10, the verse should be right behind me. He says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations and I will be exalted on the earth. 
So what does it mean to be still? It's hard for us, right, to just be still. We're always on the go. We're always doing something. We're always planning something, right? To be still, what is it not? To be still means to stop running. What are you running from? What's God calling you to simply be still for in his presence? What does it mean to be silent before God? Being silent in God's presence, it means to stop talking. I know that's hard for some of us, right? To stop talking and to begin listening. If we're not intentional about being still and silent before God, then guess what? We cannot hear from God. Why? Because we're talking, because we're running. You can't hear someone if you're talking and you're running at the same time. Being still and practicing silence in God's presence will restore us. It will redeem us. It will renew us. Running and talking at the same time. Many of us live our lives that way. How's that going for us? It will lead to exhaustion and burnout. I mean, just think about it physically, right? Try running your fastest and talking at the same time. What's going to happen? You're going to get exhausted and you're not going to go very far. (laughs) You're probably going to faint. Because you're not meant to do that. Being still and silent before God's presence means that we're not just going to, to, to go to get something from God, but we're actually drawing near to God to simply be with him in his presence. That's the gift. La presencia de Dios es el regalo. We're going to be silent and still in God's presence. And the goal of entering into the presence of God through prayers of stillness and silence is to pay attention. La meta es poner atención a qué es lo que Dios te está diciendo. To pay attention in the stillness and the silence and invite God into the, entire, uh, into the entirety of your day throughout all of your activities, through work, through raising kids, through being a family member, through being a friend, through being a spouse, through being a single, through being a professional, all of that, to invite God into all of those activities. This ancient practice of prayer, it's uh, been a part of the Christian family throughout history and throughout the world, and it actually has an old school name. It's actually called the daily office. And that, that word actually comes from Latin opus, which means work. Opus means work. And a better translation for this practice of intentional prayer is actually the daily work. The daily work of God in us and through us, through prayer. And I want you to hear this and write this down. Prayer is the daily work of God in us and through us. 
That's where God does his work in you and through you in our times of stillness, in our times of silence. That is the work of God in us and through us. God works through our routine of stillness and silence in his presence. That's where he makes us new. That's where he works us. That's where he makes us that new creation. For the early church, and we see this in the New Testament and the early Christian practices, the daily spiritual work of praying at intentional times of stillness and silence throughout the, the day was the first work of God to be done. That's the first fruit that we give to God, our time, our presence. Nothing was to get in the way of that priority. It was the main thing. An early Christian leader by the name of Benedict He developed this practice of fixed and intentional times of prayer. And he says this, and I want you to to see this in the slides and write it down as well. St. Benedict says this, nothing is to be preferred to the work of God through prayer. Nothing is to be preferred to the work of God through prayer. Nada puede tomar prioridad más que la oración. Esa debe que ser nuestra prioridad en nuestra vida. Nothing is to be preferred to the work of God through prayer. Stopping to be still, to be silent in God's presence. That's the key to spiritual maturity. That's the key to spiritual revitalization. So if you've been in the church for some time or you've been following Jesus for some time and now you feel stuck, be still and know that he is God. Begin with being still. Begin with being silent before him. If you feel exhausted, like you've just been putting in all the work over the years and burnt out, friend, brother, sister, be still. Be still and know that he is God. Time in the presence of God can be flexible in our structure. As your pastor, and we're gonna be developing this throughout the month, I encourage you to develop a morning and evening spiritual routine. And if for a season you can't do both morning and evening, just start with one of them. Start with morning or evening when you wake up or when you go to sleep. Begin with one of those, that's okay. Because this is the key, and I want you to hear this and write this down. The most important thing is that your time with God includes pausing and listening. Pausing, listening, receiving God's word, taking time to pray and taking time to worship as well. To get practical on this, if you haven't already, download the Bible app. If you don't have that on your phone or on your device, Download the Bible app and right in the center in the lower bottom, you can just hit search for plans and you're going to get recommendations and topics to pick from. We're always in a season and God knows that. God knows that some of you right now are in a season where you feel you don't have any bandwidth, where you feel like everything's just full. We'll begin by just pausing and praying. Begin with reading the Psalms. Or read the Gospels. Begin with the Gospel of John that we're reading today. Read about the life of Jesus or Matthew or Mark. And here's a suggestion. Begin with 10 verses. 
10 verses and invite God into your day through those 10 verses. 10 verses will take you less than 10 minutes a day, but they will impact your entire 24 hours. 10 minutos con Dios va a impactar todo tu día entero. God created us and he knows that he has created each of us differently. And here at Imago, we're all different and we celebrate that at Imago, that God created us different. We look, think, and act different and that's okay. We reflect the image of God. What works for one person may not work for another person. So, Before you think of that person that needs to hear this, start with yourself and don't try to impose your way on someone else, right? What works for one person may not work for another person. What worked for you at one point in your spiritual journey may no longer work for you now. Grace will be our guide in hearing from God. La gracia va a ser nuestra guía en escuchando la voz de Dios. Not legalism, not comparison, not religiosity. That's all part of the problem, actually. That's all part of the noise. Grace is our guide. La gracia es nuestra guía. The Holy Spirit is our companion on this journey of closeness to God. And he's the one that will bring it all together. So let's trust God to be God. Let's trust him to show us how to come back home to him. None of us can make this happen. We can't just make growth happen all of a sudden. God will do it in and through us because the one who calls us is faithful and he will do it. Aquel que nos llama es fiel y él lo va a hacer. God created us free. He created us in his image so we have choices to make. You and I, we can choose the length of time in, in our time with God. The main thing will be to keep your focus on the presence of God during your intentional time in prayer. To pause, to pray, and to be with God. That could last anywhere from two minutes. Two intentional minutes will impact your entire day. It can be two minutes or 15 minutes or 45 minutes in the presence of God in stillness and silence, in hearing from him and from his word. As you pause to spend time with God, if you're anything like me, you're going to find yourself wanting to spend even more time with him in his presence, in his peace, in his comfort. He will give you the strength for today and he will give you the hope for tomorrow. Él nos va a dar la fuerza para este día y la esperanza para mañana. So over the next couple of weeks, we're going to be learning different methods to pause, pray, and to hear from God. Starting this week, like I said, you can download the Bible app, find a plan, or start with reading the Psalms. You don't need a smart device. Start with reading the Psalms or reading the Gospels. But here's the most important thing. Just start. Lo más importante es simplemente empezar. Just start. Pause. Pray. Be still. Be silent. Hear from him. It's not going to be perfect. And guess what? That's exactly how it's meant to be. It may feel awkward. 
It may feel for whatever it may be. All those thoughts come in our minds. But no perfect people allowed. Here's the key. Consistency is the key to spiritual growth and maturity. I want you to hear that. Consistency is the key to spiritual growth and maturity. It's not spiritual knowledge. It's not how experienced you've been. It's not how long you've been in the church. It's consistency. Showing up to God who's already shown up to you. The key to spiritual maturity is not perfection. It's consistency. It's routine. It's habit. You know, part of my morning routine, and I need to do it because otherwise I can't function in my life. Part of my morning routine is, is I start with prayer, then some reflection in God's word, and then I listen to a few praise songs on my way somewhere, on the car or on headphones as, as I'm getting ready. It can be as simple as that for you. And all of the Imago Church uh, worship playlists, we have that on Spotify. You can just uh, look up Imago Church and all the songs we worship to, you'll find them there. Or you can also find all the sermons, all the podcasts, all the prayers. They're all there as well. Those can be spiritual resources for you. A spiritual routine is so important because our habits are what transform us. Nuestras costumbres nos transforman. So I want to encourage all of us here in the congregation to develop a spiritual routine a morning or evening spiritual routine. You can do it by yourself. You can do it with your spouse. You can do it with your family. It's a time that includes pausing, listening, and receiving God's word, praying, and worshiping. Developing a spiritual routine is actually what ties us back to reality. To tie us back to God is to tie us back to reality. Many of you know that this week, our country really experienced a bitter, bitter cold. Most of the country and Canada was going through a once-in-a-generation bitter cold. And I don't know if, if you heard about it, but we actually experienced history this week. The coldest, uh, the coldest temperature ever recorded in the U.S. was recorded two days ago in, on Friday in New Hampshire, it was recorded in a place called Mount Washington. It was 108 degrees below zero. Can you even wrap your head around that? It was a negative 108 degrees. I actually saw a video of a guy, of a scientist that was taking the record and he was being blown back and forth by the windshield. It was pretty crazy actually, but, and very dangerous. You can get... Uh, hypothermia in, in moments there, but negative 108 degrees in Mount Washington in New Hampshire. It was the coldest temperature on record in U.S. history. And that was happening both in uh, the Northeast and in Canada as well. Canada is pretty used to extreme weather, and it's been a part of their history now for uh, hundreds of years. I once read a story of a custom that people had in Canada during blizzards in Canada before it was developed, when people just lived in cabins and they were still settling in Canada, one thing people would do is they would tie a rope around their waists when they would go out for firewood. 
Because in the crazy, intense blizzards, people could not tell left from right. They couldn't tell north from south anymore. They became overwhelmed by the blizzard all around them. And they lost all sense of direction. So what would they do? They would tie a rope around their waist. And they would have the other end of the rope tied to their cabin so that they can find their way back home. In the blizzard, they would, they would pull the rope and it would take them back home. Even in the, in, as intense as the blizzard became, they could find their way back home because of that rope. That rope was a lifeline. Friends, brothers, sisters, the presence of God through a spiritual routine, that is the rope that brings us back home. That is the rope that brings us back home to the loving presence of God. No matter how anxious or overwhelmed you feel, there is a way back home for you. No matter how lost and uncertain this time or this season may seem to you, there is a way back home for you. The presence of God is the rope that brings us back home. So together, as God's people, let's rest in the words of our God in Psalm 46. He says to us, he says to me and you, be still and know that I am God. Amen. Let's pray together. God, we thank you that you are with us. We thank you, Lord, that you, God, are the one who hears us, who sees us, the one who will guide us home. Lord, some of us may feel like we're going through a season of blizzard, a season of disorientation, disorientation and God we just pray that we'd be able to tie a rope and get back home Lord to you through your presence through a spiritual routine of being still of being silent in your presence God Lord the purpose of this spiritual routine is to remember that you are the center we are not you connect us with you Lord God You are our strength. You are our peace. Eres nuestra, nuestro refugio. Eres nuestro escudo. Eres nuestra paz, Dios Santo. Enseñanos eso en una rutina de oración en la mañana y en la noche. We ask, God, that you would guide us in our spiritual routine in the morning and the evening or either or, Lord, to experience your peace, your presence, and your power day by day. As your people, May we be still and know that you are God. That means that we aren't and no one else is, Lord. Help us to hear your voice. And as we draw nearer to your voice, may we hear less of all the noise and more from you, Jesus. We love you and we pray all of these things in the faithful name of Christ. Amen.